welcome to Pillow Talk with Mark and B, the podcast where we just talk. I'm B, and I'm here with my boyfriend. Hey, and I'm Mark. Thanks for having me. Of course. How's it going? How's your weekend? Oh, it's very good. I feel like we haven't talked all day. We uh, we worked today, so it's just we like, worked. yeah. Yeah, and the highlight of our short time spent together, a $750 ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got a speeding ticket today, so that was nice. But, um, you know, we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to be a downer. We're not here to downer. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going into your, your family history, maybe. Yeah. To be honest, well, I kind of feel like we should have started with yours. It's a more happy, lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind story. of just like your basic white guy, you know, just yeah. kind of a. I had a normal upbringing, both parents, you know, happy life, happy Mark. Privileged middle class white guy. Yeah. How dare I? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Blonde, blue eyes, gorgeous. Ah! How dare you? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess today we're learning about B. Yeah, all about you. Um, we're going to start, I'm not even sure, but I'm assuming we're going to start somewhere involving your life. Yeah, we're actually going to start. Who hurt my... you first? Oh, like, like, <laughs> okay. let's start before that. Oh, let's okay. start where okay. it gets happy. Yeah. I was born into this world, August 7th. This is the best day ever uh, in history. Well. <laughs> no, no. no There's some pretty cool days beyond. <laughs> You're going to have to make a more compelling argument, I think. But I'll work on it. I'll work on yeah. it. Um, no, let's start with my childhood. Yeah. Okay, you know those old 90s commercials where there's like the dad in the front yard mowing the lawn and mom's got like a beer ready to give to him for when he's done <laughs> and children playing in the sprinkler slow motion in the background? Yeah. My childhood. That's how I think of it. Really? Super happy, super, like our family was like, did everything together. My dad would take us to uh, the swimming pool every Saturday. He had all these games for us. There were Saturday morning marathon movies where we'd all just like cuddle up and pill- blankets, pillows from everybody's <laughs> rooms. We'd junk food all yeah. day. Yeah, like, and with the amount of siblings you have, that would be a, a lot of blankets and pillows. Yeah, so there was four of us that grew up together. So my older brother, older sister, and younger brother. Okay. And you know my younger brother. Yeah, I know your whole family, but uh, yeah. specifically your one brother. I even seen him today, actually, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird world what this has turned into. Yeah, yeah. What an un- unforeseen situation. <laughs> but. but we'll get into that. So yeah, four of us grew up together. Again, super happy. My dad was a taxi driver when I was younger. My mom ran a day home, so she was kind of always around. Cookies on the counter when we get mm. home. The house was always clean. And your she- friends always know your place is the place to go oh. for the good food. And everybody was always over. The house <laughs> was so busy. I think my mom loved it. She, like, she just loves being that like... Yeah. The mom of the community. She's nice. She's very nurturing. Very nurturing. nurturing. She's the cutest. Super cute. Um, Yeah. Uh, Went to church every Sunday. Yeah. Went to your church for that time. Yeah. And it was Sunday. That's when they had Sunday night services. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, they changed it a couple times. But yeah, our parents were friends. So like, uh, like, I, I, I only have one memory of you from like the age of zero to six. And yeah, it's like not even really of you. It's just going to your place and you guys had like this uh, like electric uh, car that you sit on and you can drive it around. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The 90s, wow, these people must be rich is what I was thinking. Excellent. Yeah, Good. Yeah. Love to give that vibe off. Um, yeah, no, it was... It was great. I think that was one of the times that they had church service or cell group or whatever at our house. Hmm. It was fun. Um, after that, my mom, uh, she ended up working at a Christian bookstore, which ironically now is a strip club. That's that's nice. That's what you want. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. That manager is 
for sure going to some circle. You of think hell. they kept the same staff? Like, you know. <laughs> like listen, you want to yeah. make a career change now? Yeah. Like we'll keep. We'll you. hire you on it. Or we'll keep you on. It's you fine, but you gotta your be willing to strip. <laughs> <laughs> but your commute won't change. Yeah, yeah. Hours might change a little bit. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, and then my dad decided to start a company. I must have been under ten when he started the company. Um, was that was a big thing then? That was a big thing. So it kind of shifted. I. Th- think a lot of the dynamic all of a sudden he was he was solely responsible for kind mm. of our family and now that I'm older I realize what that is. he was responsible for a lot of different families <laughs> owning a company and that's stressful yeah yeah for sure and then yeah because he ended up like starting like an actual company it's company. not yeah, I think yeah. it the I think he had like 20 employees sure. at once, 30 maybe yeah. it, was, it was up and running for a number of years yeah um, it ended up not going so well, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Uh-huh. Um, but that was like a, I think that was a big turning point in our family. There mm. was a lot of stress that that kind of brought in. My mom ended up working for the company. An uncle, another uncle, an aunt, <laughs> another aunt. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure two aunts. But yeah, it kind of became a family run business, which then again, another source of tension. Yeah. Super weird. But when I was 11, I guess I. I don't think the company was making t- money at that time, but it was a business trip slash missions, missions trip. So my dad had a RV, a 36-foot motorhome, mm-hmm. and we drove it to Mexico. We brought a whole bunch of computers. <laughs> you supplies, and how many? Six of us all together. <laughs> Actually, that's not entirely true because when we went to Mexico, I think we stopped in Texas. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there were six more people driving 10 hours into Mexico. Wow. We were like an, an hour north of Mexico City. <laughs> okay. It was rowdy. It was, but. Six people living in a hallway for two months. Six people say. living in a hallway for two months. <laughs> so incredible learning experience. I think it shifted my worldview at 11. It was crazy, but I'd always seen kind of missions, trips and stuff throughout the yeah. church, but like going there, living in the orphanage for mm. two two weeks with the girls. Yeah, regardless incredible. of what you feel about religion, going and seeing like third world countries, like it, it does change change mm-hmm. you as a person for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear that, that very commonly. Yeah. So it was a two-month trip, but yeah. we spent two weeks in Mexico. Okay. The rest of the trip, yeah. very confusing for kids in their early teens, was spent at every amusement park across the coast. Ah, uh, so you, here you're just having this grand old vacation, then you pull up. Did you do the grand old vacation before or on the way back or before and after? So you've seen the poverty and they're like, let's go back and spend some money. <laughs> no, it's funny. So we the motorhome broke down in Texas. Yeah. We went to Six Flags over Texas and that was kind of just like, we're stuck here. Let's make the most of it. Okay. Then drove to Mexico two weeks. And then I think, I mean, credit to him. I think he was just trying to give us a once in a lifetime experience and all that. But we had all vocalized how confused we were about that. Yeah. So so exactly what was the confusion? Well, well do we, we want to get into rather, that right now? Well, you know what? That's another story. Well, let's talk yeah, about like that trip it, in yeah. its entirety. Uh-huh. But on that trip, mm-hmm. I don't really know the background information. To me, it felt like my older brother had information and it was like, if you don't tell them, I will. Mm. So my dad sat us down and in that conversation, he was like, when I was young, I was 18, I'm, I was in love with this girl. I made a mistake. You guys have a brother. Dun, dun, dun. And at this point, you're like, oh. We're like, for, we're, we're good Christians. Older, younger, older. It was, he was like 30. <laughs> yeah, so we, I was like 11. I'm like, what? Like <laughs> so confused. That is. Then we kind of were like dealing with the shock of that. And he 
because my grandma at the time was actually looking to adopt, yeah. he ended up, she ended up adopting my brother. Oh, okay. So he's now <laughs> legally my yeah. uncle. So your brother uncle. Yeah, my brother uncle. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're all just trying to like digest that and understand that. <laughs> and he's like... Brother, son for your dad. It's, yeah. Huh. So then we're all still sitting there kind of in this hallway and just like, what? Like, whoa. And he's like... Wait, what? wait, wait. Just to clarify this. So, sorry. So y- you found out you had an older brother and it was, in fact, your uncle that you knew, kind of, roughly? No, you no, no, never no. met that uncle. Never met him. Okay. So this he was raised a- by your grandma. Yeah, actually, you know what? I had met him, but I didn't remember. Okay. When I was like one or two, he had cut everybody off. Okay. okay. And that's kind of a story in itself, okay. but not really. Mo- well... We'll probably get into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, whoa. <laughs> whoa. So that happened when he was like 18. So then it, he kind of goes on and he's like, when I'm 22, or I was 22, I fell in love with a girl and I made him another mistake. You have another brother. Jeez. And so I'm just like, what? You're just like, now are you, are you like, messing what? with me? So in my head, I'm just like, okay, well, I really want to meet this first brother. Like, and maybe I can because technically it's related. Like I can find somehow I will find him one day. Mm-hmm. Bam. He became the first, the person I needed to meet the most. Like yeah. then this other brother came and I guess they put him up for adoption, like private adoption. Okay. They don't know his name, don't know his location, don't know. And honestly, at this point, I would never, like, I don't think that he would want to find our family. <laughs> so I'll spare him. Hmm. Would love to meet him, but honestly, like, crazy. Well. So yeah. you find out you have not one, but two brothers. So two brothers. You've never met. And so much older. So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think I'd be playing with them or anything. Yeah, like, like if that. you're 11 and he's 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. So then we're trying to digest this again. And it's just like, and we've grown up in a very Christian, very strict mm-hmm. household. So, like, no sex before marriage, no drinking, no. Yeah. At this time, we went to a school where girls weren't allowed to wear pants, cut their hair, <laughs> yeah. nail polish. Um, I wasn't allowed to grow facial hair in high school. Exactly. I got suspended for such. Diabolical plots, I guess, to yeah. try to look like a man. Hard Absolutely. to say. Absolutely. But so this was a shock. Yeah. 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 Just a shock. Yeah. Then he went on to say, <laughs> oh, <laughs> So <laughs> I loved another woman. <laughs> yeah. But no. this one was my mom. So I think it was low key okay. And supposedly she didn't know that she was pregnant before they got married. <laughs> she didn't know. <laughs> Now, I'm yeah. a little bit older, and I've done the math on this. Yeah, they yeah. were married in May. He was born in September. Uh, so. Not enough months. I mean, I have seen a show on TLC where people just, like, shit out a baby, and they don't even know they're pregnant. Yeah, but I think that's just, you I know, there's bullshit. other things going on there to be concerned about, I think. <laughs> I'm not going to say what, but I think there are. Yeah. So, we're shocked. Like, yeah. Whoa. Whoa! It was and, just and all of your all of your siblings at this point are feeling the same way too. That's not just like yeah. I kind of think that Josiah, I, Josiah had known, mm-hmm. but just never. But said just anything, never didn't said care. anything. Or at that point, he was kind of like done with it. So he was sure. like, "If you guys don't say anything, I will. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it." Um, and uh, Josiah so, is your one, your oldest, the brother. oldest brother. Yeah. yeah. So, and so then it kind of, yeah, so that all happened. It sort of <laughs> rocked the dynamic. Um, I kind of feel like we lost respect and yeah. he lost control. Yeah, all of a sudden you find out the guy who's been telling you, don't do this, don't do that, live an upstanding life is going around mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. 
being that person. Yeah. Yeah, and we can kind of get into that later. So... Uh, tension was thick. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot more vocalization. Every time he would be hypocritical, we would call him out. Primarily me and my older brother. And we had no problem doing it. We were very forthcoming. He would, he would throw the Bible in our face, but leave out half the message. Sure. And so we would throw the other half in his face and he didn't like that. (laughs) According to the Bible, you can't disagree. So every time we questioned, we were yeah. punished yeah, in the yeah. name of the Lord. I don't want to speak ill of your dad, but he's he's one of those, we've all met them. He's mm-hmm. just one of those hypocritical Christians that is only in religion for what it gives for him and the power it gives for him. Yeah. It's, he has no true belief in it. Yeah. But he's happy to throw it at you. But church every Sunday, mm-hmm. youth group every, every, we were forced to go to youth group. We had to. It was not a choice. Mm-hmm. It was something we had to do. <laughs> Fine. I do think, actually, I'm grateful for for it i think that it gave me really good foundations yeah yeah. since then i've left the church and i've made much better decisions for my life (laughs) and we'll get into that yeah yeah we'll have to do a whole episode on just like as we talk i think oh that's a cool episode idea on just like um leaving the church and just Mm -hmm. um how we still hold a lot of like christian values um Mm -hmm. christian principles or whatever you know whatever you want to call them um and yeah it's something that like when, when you were looking for, like, dating someone, you're always like, oh, I want somebody who grew up in the church but is no longer. That way they, they're a good guy, um, but they're not insane. I did say that. I, said, I think, I, yeah, I said that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fun but, episode. Yeah, so at this point, I am 11. That's the trip. And then we got home, and things just started getting much more aggressive, much more... Everything was heightened. Every, all the tension was heightened. And... Uh, my older brother ended up moving into my aunt and uncle's house for a period of time. Ended up moving back, but one night, him and my brother were, like, play fighting with the broom. Yeah. And then my older brother hit my younger brother. My younger brother (laughs) screamed, and my dad was there so fast. Like, so fast. He grabbed my older brother. My younger brother was in the background, like, no, 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 we were just playing, we were just playing. But I don't, I don't think he saw anything but red at that point. Jeez. So he dragged or threw my brother up the stairs and then into his room, which was kind of that last one on the hallway, last last room on the back hallway. So there was kind of a room a way to go for him to throw him. And uh, my mom followed and watched from the door frame. And it sounded like they were wrestling or, but they were hitting every single wall in that room. Hmm. And it, it was just nuts. It was nuts. So, yeah, like the as a young kid, you know, there's no need for that. I mean, yeah, and like, even thinking about it now, he was thirteen at this point, yeah, or fourteen. Wait, yeah, against like a thirty-five-year-old man, yeah, forty-year-old man, way too old to be spanked and have the lessons sink in. So why yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you right now, this was much more than a spanking. Yeah. So the next day he had bruises all over him, eyes were bloodshot, and one of our teachers, who I actually talked to the other day, shout out to you, um, he had called social services. He had a conversation with my brother, I guess, and was just kind of like, I have no choice. Yeah. So that night my brother had told me and my sister, he was like, I'm sorry, whatever happens next, I'm sorry. That's all he said. Hmm. My sister went and told my parents. That night they woke him up in the middle of the night, 14 years old. Yeah. And drove him to the homeless shelter, to the, to the drop-in center yeah. in Calgary, and said, "You need to, to in order to learn your lesson, you need to hit rock bottom <laughs> and shut the door. 
I yeah. left him there. 14 yeah. years old. He told me that he slept next to somebody who OD'd that night. Fuck. Fort, and we were, we were very sheltered. Yeah. Like, I think that is the first time he had ever seen anything like yeah. that. Brutal. Yikes. So. So they wake him up in the middle of the night. Was it your mom and your dad? Do you know much of the yeah, details? Yeah, so it was my mom, my, my dad, and my uncle, I think, was there. I'm pretty sure he was D- there. Darcy? Darcy. Hmm. Yeah. Who, who he had moved in with before. Okay. So um, he, yeah, the next day we all sat down. He was not there. We were getting ready for school and he wasn't there. Yeah. And they sat us down and said we were scared that he would stab us in our sleep. I used to buy him like ninja swords and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mom ninja shit. Yeah, like, yeah of course. Yeah, he's super into the Japanese stuff. Um, but they were like, I was scared that he, when he said, I'm sorry, whatever happens next, I'm sorry. Yeah. They took that as a threat. Hmm. <sighs> Yikes. So he ended up moving with um, he ended up moving in with somebody at school so he could still go to school, then ended up going to the army, moving into Edmonton or moving to Edmonton. Now he lives near Medicine Hat. He's married with two beautiful kids. Nice. And he's going to school to work with addiction issues huh. uh, with horses. With horses, yeah, Addi- it's huh. a super cool program. Weird, yeah. crazy. What yeah. a what a world that is. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so good for him. I hope he changes the world. So he got a shit hand kicked out at 14 for essentially nothing. 14 like, for nothing. Uh, he, he wasn't a troublesome kid, like no more than any <sighs> other boy. Like I mean, I think that he had aggression issues. He was definitely more aggressive with us than he should have been. Sure. But, I mean, he learned from his father. So yeah. I genuinely don't really blame him for it. Yeah. And like, I, I, I know him. It's Yeah, he's, he's not a bad guy. Yeah. So. I think he's got a good, I think so. Her. Yeah. Crazy. Just trying to figure it out in the world. So he just homeless fourteen. Okay. Yeah. So he ended up moving in with people and yeah. kind of doing his own thing. Your dad's really painting a picture of the quality person he is. Yeah. You so know? if you want to, he's just, really handing out those life lessons. Yeah. Now I just want to keep you up to just so we don't lose count. Yeah. This is now three kids that he has given away. Yeah. Out of the six that he's Yikes. told us about, I don't know. <laughs> and one, yeah, he gave away at 14. You can't do that you at that, do age. that at that age. Either at zero or you kind of. Yeah, you're kind of, you either decide to keep it or Zero you or 18. That's it. Those are your two choices, exactly. you know. But it gets better. <laughs> yeah. So I was 12 when that happened. When he moved out, all the pressure kind of got on me. Now, I was never a bad kid. Yeah. When I, I mean, I definitely snuck out. My parents would go to sleep at eight eight p.m. and be out. Yeah, like out. We could do anything we wanted. <laughs> we could leave the house. We could turn on music. Anything we wanted, no problem. Yeah. So I would sneak out, but I would go to the nearest park and lay on the slide and look at the stars, and Ooh. do what you know every fourteen year old did and dream about my future and you know solve world problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, perfect. Yeah. So that's what I spent my time doing. Um, but. Yeah, there was a little, I was definitely, I had a terrible attitude. I was def. I was so outspoken, called him out on everything, was super rude, didn't think that he deserved any respect, treated him as such, like, definitely he had every right to not enjoy my company, I would say, <laughs> I would say. We ended up getting in a really big fight, yeah. um, and I had written this note that, again, the passion of a 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. imagine. I hate you. You've ruined my life. Sure. The fight was about cats. <laughs> ah, <what> so about <laughs> the cat had kittens in my room. Yeah. And everybody thought that it was like an open invitation to just be in my room all the time. Mm. So I thought I was doing them a service of just putting all the kittens in their room. But that was like 
offensive to the mom cat. Huh. Because she had chosen the location. She had like, this was, this was the spot. Huh. So the note was dramatic. I ran away. That was dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hasn't run away though at 14 or whatever. They knew where I was. I ran to my best friend's house. It was three doors down. Yeah, exactly. I I could see, yeah. You're you're looking out the window at each other. Like (laughs) we were definitely close. Yeah. So I, uh, we can get into that, but there's a kind of a few things that happened over the next few days, but eventually the police showed up and they at your friend's house at my friend's house and they were like your parents don't know where you are and i was like well you're here they're three doors down so i'm gonna say they do yeah yeah. you're an idiot (laughs) come on (laughs) and so i sat in the police car and again like 45 minutes sitting there and i was like they live right there yeah i just what is happening yeah why i'm not i'm not a criminal (laughs) at 14 that would be that would be so strange but you know what like the bible had told me like I was like, shit, I didn't honor them. I didn't respect them. Maybe this is Satan. Now I'm going to jail. Go to jail. (laughs) This is like, holy shit. Holy shit. So I was like, I finally just asked the police guy. I was like, hey, listen, like, can I just go home? Yeah. He turned around and he was like, your parents don't want you anymore. They've asked us to take you to social services. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. What? Like, at this point, that's four out of six. And can you do this? Like, is that legal? Why are yeah, you like, not in the back oh, of you a can fucking just, cop car? Yeah, you can just give up your kid and say you and I don't give know them to social like services. in the 2000, early 2000s, 90s, whatever. But like, yeah. that's not fucking normal. And no. I would hope that if a cop showed up to some of like my niece or nephew's house and yeah. a parent was like that, I would hope that the cop was like, uh, maybe you need therapy or counseling. Yeah, or- what the heck was that cop thinking? I wonder what your parents told that cop that he thought actually, he should take you away from them. I actually know. Hmm. So I spent the majority of my life, well, from 14 to 27, thinking that they didn't want me. Mm-hmm. Which was weird because I did have, like, I did have connections with them. I stayed at their house a few times or whatever. Yeah. But I spent that long thinking that they didn't want me until I had a conversation with another aunt. And she was mad at me for calling them their first names because it's disrespectful and whatever. I usually call them their first names for the convenience end of the podcast and like ease of knowledge, ease of keeping up. Um, I decided to do, but he, she was mad at me for not using their mother and father titles okay and so i kind of i was like what do you think happened that night yeah and she had told me for the first time yeah that i guess my parents had gone to the cops and said hey we're trying to teach her a lesson take her to social services today we'll pick her up tomorrow again she needs to hit rock bottom to learn her lesson yeah but the cops fucking did it and i took it seriously and i never got that backhand information until two years ago that's so crazy yikes yeah. Yikes. Yeah, because you 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 did not move back in with them. They did essentially give you up. This was not just yeah. like uh, they well, didn't they didn't pick you up in the morning. Yeah. So I guess the next morning. So yeah. I so that night I was taken to my aunt and uncle's house. Yeah. And the next morning they were dealing with the social services and all that stuff. And the social worker had told Alan and Diana like you're not getting her back. Too bad. So sad. That lesson that you played not happening. Whatever. Yeah. And then Darcy and Amy had to basically like. She is our child. Now, yeah. we can back up a second. When my older brother was living with them, it was a weird dynamic. So my dad wanted him to go to our church, our school, our rules, but live under their house. Yeah. And my uncle was like, 
how am I supposed to fix this kid? Like, yeah, get out of my, like, get out. Yeah, yeah. But his hands were tied. So when I came around, he had been like, absolutely not. She is ours. We are taking control of this. Yeah, you get no more that say, you crazy so person. Thank the Lord for Darcy yeah. and Amy. Holy shit, they changed my life forever. He was the sweetest. He, there was obviously some daddy issues going on. And he stepped in every Thursday we would go out for dinner and a movie. Every, and it, without fail. If he had different work stuff, we would go later at night or switch it to a Saturday. Hmm. Or su- summers were spent watching Lord of the Rings and eating <laughs> wings and pizza. Like, nice. he made sure that there was that fatherly love. Mm-hmm. He yelled at me twice, ever. Which was shocking. And within 10 minutes, he would apologize, which was crazy. What would he say? Like, okay, so one time he yelled at me and it was for my sister had lied and I didn't, I didn't believe her. (laughs) And so, um, but so I got yelled at and then he called me back out and he was like, be, nobody gets to yell at you. Like, it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're right or wrong. And in this, you were not right or you're not wrong. Like, it was my fault. I jumped to conclusions. Nobody gets to yell at you ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. And I was like, whoa, like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> but you're an adult. Like, you shouldn't, res- like, <laughs> you're apologizing to me. You're on my level. You respect me enough. Totally changed my dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, totally changed it. It was crazy. It was so good for me. Um, I went to, I had changed schools. That when I had first moved in there, it was very, very dark. I changed schools, moved yeah. across the city, very dark. But um, kind of came through out of it. I got early acceptance into a Christian university. Okay. And at that time, I <laughs> it was crazy because I had started working full time because I graduated a little bit early. And just the program that we were in allowed me to work from home. And <laughs> it was like a big, it was awesome. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I was working full time. So all of a sudden I had the money of 40 hours a week <laughs> at 17 years old That's and I nice. was like high rolling yeah plus I got accepted into the psychology program and it was a Christian university so my thoughts at that point were if I'm going to be a psychologist I don't want it to be Christian bias yeah yeah no exactly I just sort of disagreed with that yeah I wanted to be able to help everybody and not just under the pretense that they have to be a Christian for it to work yeah and like some of the advice is just Christian <coughs> advice and it's not good advice. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I decided not to go to school at that point, work full time. At that point, I was dating somebody in the church. Oh, first love. You're friends with him. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he comes around. We were texting with him today, actually. Yeah. But when we broke up, yeah. um, the whole church kind of shifted. Like they were calling me a slut. They were calling me a whore. Yeah. I was working outside of the church, so there was a lot of things that I was seeing at Rona mm-hmm. that I was not seeing at the church. Conversations, <laughs> topics, yeah, it, yeah. everything was unfiltered, and yeah. nothing is off the table. It was rowdy. Yeah, it's so funny. So, like, I'm, I'm a couple years older than you, and eventually we ended up going to the same school. But, like, I was a couple years older than you, so we didn't really pay mm-hmm. attention to each other. But, yeah, like, I remember those rumors, like, kind of spreading and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like... Actually, I don't think we went to the same school at the same Church. time. It was youth group. At yeah, that it was point. youth group, yeah. but uh, which was in the school, so it all gets kind of blended together. We will get into our weird, <laughs> it's great all thing. thatness, yeah. but um, 
Yeah, it, it was crazy. Yeah, I remember like people saying that. Like, For oh, yeah, months. she's a slut. She's, crazy. she's sleeping around. Sleeping around. At that point. Oh, the and worst person the boyfriend ever. that I had had yeah. during school, we were together for like three years, whatever that means in high school. Yeah. But for the first like year and a half, we didn't hold hands. Huh. Because that was against the church. Yeah. So when we held hands, it was electrifying. <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit. And then like another year passed and we had kissed <gasps> and so it was like when they were all of a sudden saying that i was sleeping with somebody yeah. i was like what are you joking like have you not seen me over the last three years yeah fuck you guys so shifted like left the church was like done with it at that point i was working at an office an engineering firm um, kind of cut out contact with everybody except for micah can we just go back to the, you left the church thing go for it um like did you leave the church or did you were did you be leave Christianity? Like did, at that point I left you, that church. Okay. And you were still religious or whatever Very to some so. degree like and I, you found another church and stuff and all that? Yeah, I started I would go through to different churches kind of throughout the years. Mm. Um I have one church that I always kind of go to when I go. Sure. I I mean now I when I did go, yeah. I haven't been to church since COVID and I my views have changed on church <laughs> and religion as an entirety <laughs> since kind of COVID, hmm. I would say. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Carry on. laughs> so where were we? Yeah. So I'm working in an engineering firm. Yeah. 18, rolling high, like living the best life. Started dating this guy from out of town. He moved in. When I broke up with him, he was like a pathological liar. <laughs> so when I broke up with him, I'm like done. Done with dating. Like I'm done. Yeah. I went to school, I became a legal assistant, and then... Oh. Uh, educated. <laughs> educated, <laughs> oh, you. Dating us. Just when you thought I didn't go to school. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, did that for a year, and then, I mean, I like money, and evidently, there's just... I like quick money, so <laughs> that was just not working out for uh. me. So, moved jobs, and met a guy, and fell in love instantly, like, mm. instantly, Right away, I was going to marry that guy. It was crazy. But he had some he had some work to do on himself, so <laughs> I waited a year. But you're kinda. such a good person, and you look past the work sometimes. This was actually that. Yeah. So I was in love with him, but played it off like I was just his friend hanging out. But we would hook up when he was in between girlfriends. Okay. Which was super weird on my emotions, yeah. but I was just trying to, like, be the perfect girl. Sure. Then, um... I had this like medical thing and he got scared and asked me to date him. So that was like a year after we were dating. Two years after that. And that was like great. First two years. Amazing. Blissful. Lovely. Whatever. And then a year or two years we got engaged. And right after that was when he decided he was never going to marry me. Yeah. But he didn't tell me until 11 months later. After Oof. we had planned a wedding. After we had built and designed a house. Oof. <laughs> so it was super crazy too because he had kind of 11 months to process that yeah and i had just found out i like there was no we were engaged now like there was no option that we would never be together yes and so right out of left field normally when you get engaged you're not expecting to be broken up in 11 months out, we were building a house for kids we yeah. were everything like it was we yeah you were with him a long time and you were building a life with him yeah now we this happened a few years ago and hindsight 2020 
holy shit it was so abusive like the first two years the blissful la da yeah there were he had the worst anger issues and road rage and there was cops he impersonated a cop one time and so the cops came to my house and well if you don't like bad boys that i holy shit i don't know if you should listen to my backstory then yeah i guess i've i mean i've learned a little bit (laughs) i guess i do have a thing for bad boys here we are yeah yeah um but yeah super abusive super like it destroyed me that relationship destroyed me and so after that relationship um it was like so we were building we had two houses then and a dog and five TVs and like we had all the furniture that we needed like everything and I got a mattress and my makeup table. Yikes. He refused to give me my bike for five months like all of this ridiculous stuff but realistically I had two weeks to move. He didn't want to stay at his parents house to give me some space or time or anything. Um, So and I didn't have family. Yeah. So and like you said at this point he's already been processing this for 11 months. He's over it. He wants you out like and you're like still Holy obviously shit. caught off guard. Yeah. Plus I'm never going to beg for anybody. So like Yeah, no, no should you. Tell fuck me, that. And fuck you for not telling me 11 months earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so I hunkered down. Like I was humiliated and embarrassed and grabbed the first room that I could find on Kijiji, moved into a stranger's house with a mattress Yikes. and yeah, a desk. That was that. And he went to a club that night and yep. it just kind of like everything, every, like what was a lie? What was the truth? Like everything, my whole world rocked. So I cut out every person that talked to him after I had found out a bunch of things and my li- like my circle eliminated to nothing. I talked to my parents, my sister and my brother for a short time and that's kind of it. People at work. But never about anything, never like, I just cut off contacts, deleted social media, and went to therapy. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, okay. Therapy. (laughs) Yeah, and this isn't the first time you've done therapy, like. Yeah, actually, uh, we went to therapy a few times when we were all going through everything with my older brother. Yeah. But my dad had this thing where if the therapist disagreed, we would change therapists. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So there was a few times where we got one-on-ones and then we were like, absolutely, we'll tell you everything. <laughs> but there were group ones where our dad was just sitting there watching us and we were like, nope. <laughs> like, I'm good. I know exactly what's going to happen when we get in the car after this. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, so I kind of went through therapy throughout the years. Actually, mm-hmm. I think you drove me to therapy one time. Yeah. Like throughout the years, we've had been on and off and messaging or whatever. And that was just one of those ones. I don't even remember how it happened. It was just, yo, you want to take me to this place downtown? I'm like, For therapy. Well, I guess I'm not doing anything, so okay. <laughs> so random. <laughs> yeah, so fucking random. But I think this was kind of a time where I was just in, like, COVID had just hit, so there was no leaving my house. There was no anything. Like, I was, it was time to just deal with it. So yeah. I was dealing with the heartbreak, but then I decided to just deal with everything from the last 10 years. Sure. And this is when things started to shift for me. This is when I found the truth out about what my parents had said that night, Hmm. which kind of actually, it makes me feel better. Like, it's nice knowing that they actually did want me to some degree. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Like, I I can't imagine thinking that for so long that your parents wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah, such a weird, like, you just fucked somebody up. And on their end, they're like, we were just trying to teach her a lesson. Yeah. It's like, could you imagine if we actually had a conversation? Yeah. The clarity? Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, this is why me and you talk. Because, you know. This is what I heard. You can come to 
some type of joint conclusion together. You could work together and figure out a solution instead of Absolutely whatever the fuck bonkers. that was that happened to you. Absolutely bonkers. So therapy, I would say, worked wonders. Yeah. I was... It, it also helped that for the first time in 28 years, I didn't have a boyfriend, a church, or a parent telling me what to do. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that's a big thing when you're like Huge. free. Yeah, I was fine. Like, I could do whatever I wanted to do to make myself happy. Yeah, I could leave wherever I wanted. I didn't have to ask permission. I could stop and go and come and BC. I went to BC a lot last (laughs) year. It was crazy. Yeah. And then I kind of decided I was, like, ready to start opening my friend circle. And that's when you came in. Yeah. And we just kind of haven't stopped hanging out since. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's been rowdy like literally every day for the last two years we hung out yeah. even when we weren't living together it was like you called me and then we yeah. just like, continued hanging tonight? out going um, for donaires cool yeah cool. <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah do we want to keep going yeah okay. um, um i mean since then uh the ex has come back he came back a year after we broke up yeah he came around before we started dating yeah just before which was funny too yeah. because him and i we obviously knew each other very, very well, and he can read me very well. Sure. He knew instantly that there was something between us. Instantly. He was the one who was <laughs> like, you need to date him. Like, he's probably the one for you. Yeah, it was funny that that lots of people were saying that. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, every time yeah. that we had said that we started dating, they were like, well, yeah. Yeah, like, obviously. Duh. <laughs> About time. Yeah. Yeah, and... um I've kind of cut off contact with pretty much everybody in my family, including my aunt and uncle. Well, yeah, they kind of cut me. I don't know. It's kind of a weird dynamic. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. But I think if I was to sum it up, I would say it's just, you know, people grew up and they get different lives and they Mm -hmm. were there for you when you were 14 to 18. And now they moved to a different province and it's just, you know, time and distance. And they shaped who I was, but I'm kind of grown up. Yeah. And the girls are in college. They have two little girls who grew up with me as their, like, essentially their sister. Yeah, like you were, like, three years older than one and five? No, 10 and 11 years older. That much? Wow, okay. Yeah, so they were, like, one and two or two and three when I had moved in. Oh, okay. I think. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I didn't know it was four i guess yeah crazy three and four it was they were very young so they're in college now and mom and dad have a lot of back and forth to do with them yeah 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 but uh that's kind of where i'm at now i'm a-okay with absolutely everything that's happened i genuinely would not be the person i am today without anything yeah i feel like the relationships that i've lost throughout the healing process um they were only meant to know the unhealed version of me Hmm. essentially i'm and thankfully i get to know the fucking badass version of you badass beat yeah yeah and it is delightful (laughs) yeah it's it's been a journey for sure up and down but yeah um the big takeaways i think is just holy fuck i can't believe your dad yeah yeah it's funny actually i was talking to one of my aunts the other day yeah um and I was saying that like it was not normal because even after my brother moved out, after I moved out, we had family barbecues. Yeah. They all worked for his company. And like, yeah, it was such a weird dynamic because it was just like they pretended it didn't happen. You see each other on church and Sunday. Oh, hey, how's my daughter that I abandoned doing? Oh, she's doing great. Completely normalized the situation. So strange. So I felt like I was standing up for myself at 14. Mm. My brother was trying to stand up for himself. 
all of the fucking adults who should have stood up for something? No. Mm. Nothing. Brutal. Yeah. Just brutal. brutal. But like you said, like it, it, it made you into the person you are. Exactly. You had the opportunity to let it beat you mm-hmm. or to work on it and yeah. you chose to work on it and yeah. you, you clearly have. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we can kind of go into the different, like there's so many different like details of each different area. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a great, like I would say this is a great first date overview. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I've learned a lot about you. If this is the first date, but is there anything I'm missing? I don't know. Uh, what do you do for work? Did we talk about that? Well, at all? I don't think so. So I'm a what? recruiter. Okay. Um, I actually work globally. So, or internationally. So I, sit in Canada, but I work out of the U.S. Nice. And I mostly recruit for HVAC services and stuff. Yeah, you work from full, home, full-time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's perfect. You work from home, full-time? Yeah, so we're both whole, home, full-time, and we love it. And we, we have been for the year. It. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> it is. We got a little pets that kind of skitter. But... And now we want to spend more time together doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Do... <laughs> This is interesting. Like uh, we kind of literally just glossed over your career, and I think this has been another kind of change for you. We can maybe touch on just mm-hmm. career-wise. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I had started. Obviously, I was at the engineering firm. They had told you, you got yourself uh, a certificate or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, I went to school for legal assistant yeah, yeah. after that, mm-hmm. and then I kind of just went through. I worked in an electrical company and then a janitorial company, mm-hmm. usually doing admin stuff. Then, and it seems like all these jobs, you always kind of worked your way up or like mm-hmm. always kind of found the manager spot eventually, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am an overachiever. I would say <laughs> it's a good word for me. Overachiever, good with people. Yeah. A good leader? I would say yeah. good leader, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then I was doing admin at one of the companies and then I got a promotion into being a recruiter. Okay. So that was recruiting IT. So uh, let's say for a company like a airplane company for apps, yeah. one of the one of the jobs that we did was they like you know how when you're booking a flight and you press the back page, you can't actually just go back one page. It brought, brings you over to the brand or the beginning of the process. Sure. They did a project. They're responsible for that. Their yes. names are Jimmy Dore. Get on board. Yeah. So That's we I think hired. That's person's the, name. Sorry. No, it's probably not a Jimmy. I don't know. <laughs> um, we hired the people who updated that so that you could just go back one page. Okay. That was like a 10 month project. There was like architects and designers and project yeah. managers. All and type of waste. All type of people. I started doing that. Nice. And now I'm into HVAC. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So it's a pretty easy gig, just nine to five, not two. Nine to five. Honestly, my goal was that I wanted a lot of work-life balance. Yeah. I wanted my bubble mm-hmm. of this life to be as calm and stress-free as possible. Yeah, yeah. So I'm permanently remote. Yeah. And I plan to be forever. Yeah. Like, we we ended up taking a su- our last summer off together. You, mm-hmm. you, you quit your job. My job's very minimal. And we ended up just doing literally whatever we wanted, all summer like long. all summer long, you know, and we just, we just lived, we mm-hmm. didn't have to worry. And now that, that's kind of the goal now, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and with your job, at least you're at house, at, at the house. house. So, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, I guess I I write a lot. Yeah, yeah, okay. A lot. I. Yeah, it seems like every day you journal a little bit. It's. Uh, yeah, yeah, I started doing that a few years ago. So every day I know what I've done. And it's just like mm-hmm. went to Safeway and got this. But it just reminds me of different things that happened that day. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at this podcast like um, as I think more about it and like what my goals out of it are. Um, it's just kind of to be able to look back from me and you even like this is like the way to remember these conversations what a great measure for growth yeah absolutely that that's kind of and they're on recording forever yeah i love that so love that (laughs) um yeah no i've always written there's like a good coping mechanism through all of my trauma yeah um i've had journals poetry lots of stuff and my outlet when i'm not like i mean i always goes to therapy i always recommend therapy when you need it right now i'm kind of taking a break and working on things myself and all of that kind of stuff but yep. um yeah the gym is a great outlet that is something that i do every single day okay yeah um yeah that's always something crazy you got me into gym and we've both become fucking hotties yeah, with bodies. Babe, you're a <laughs> babe you've lost like what 60 pounds yeah i've lost 60 pounds over the year yeah. um you know, there's a lot of different changes. When we go through my life story, I'll kind of yeah. talk about that. But even you, you lost a bunch of weight. Um, yeah, when I had broken up with my ex, yeah. I think I was like 185 or 190. Like the stress was brutal. Yeah, what? yeah, you got a ton of weight. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, now you're. Now I'm here. I'm happy. I'm free. <laughs> I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I'm doing on this world. I, I'm here for it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Everything that I've been through has brought me to exactly where I am now. And I'm happy. I actually feel like the last 30 years, I'm almost 30 next year. I'm 30. This has been like a huge chunk of like just trauma and shit and like mm-hmm. The next 30 years, babe, you sign yeah. up at the right time. Yeah, I know. Like, you reach that age where, like, you've you got a little pocket money. Yeah. You know, things start kind of... You we, don't have to worry about your car no more. You kind of get into the flow of life and you get good at it. Uh-huh. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Um, life goals. Like, we, we know about your... A little bit about your past, what you're doing right now. Do you, do you have future goals? Like, if you would have, like... Oh, you know, I've always talked, like one day I will somehow have a charity. Oh, Whether yeah, yeah. it's for like teenage kids who don't have a house mm. or um, feeding the homeless, something to that regard, kids sure. or homeless. I will someday have some sort of charity for that. Um, but genuinely, I don't really dream about a career anymore. Yep. I don't, like I plan to have the most chill life. I'm excited to travel with you. I don't know. Excited to have all the animals. Eventually, <laughs> we're going to have goats and chickens. And yeah. I know what's going to happen. I'm putting it out into the universe. <laughs> so you're just, you're just happy and you're just kind of there living it. Yeah. Just trying to make the most out of every day. Okay. Make every day count. Treat others with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, continue to grow yourself. Mm-hmm. Continue to grow people around you. Exactly. And if I can learn from any of my trauma and kind of pass that knowledge on to everybody else, I am here for that. Yeah. Yeah. That That's also, that's, that's nice. Um, I've had a very like easy life and I haven't had to deal with like a lot of traumatic stuff, um, which means I don't have those skills necessarily because I haven't had to develop them like you. And one thing that has really improved in my life since dating you has been this kind of like working through some of these things, some mm. of these deeper issues kind of yeah. 
Yeah, where you kind of identify that there actually is something that you should yeah. possibly talk about. Yeah, exactly. I love talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to, to to unravel some of these mysteries of our mind together. Oh, I am excited too, babe. <laughs> and next time we're we get to focus on you. Yeah, we we just recorded for 50 minutes. Awesome. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to say. I think I'm good. I okay. We'll um, probably touch on details at some point. Yeah. Um, happy times. Do we have any goals this week? I, my goals this week are just to kind of. I think. Oh, it's Remembrance Day this Remembrance week. Remembrance Day, that's neat. Okay, is that so a goal? So we've got the day off. Oh, a day off. <laughs> we'll maybe go hang out with uh, Josh then. Is he doing anything? We'll figure that out. Yeah, whatever. we'll figure it out. We've got a friend in the army, so we should probably do something with yeah, him that day. Yeah, We'll figure it out. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Thanks for doing this again with me. Yeah, I had a great time. Me too. Um, I can't wait for our next, next pillow talk. Yeah, oh, I get to learn all about Marcus. <laughs> oh, and we have social media now. Very cool. Exciting stuff. So you can follow us on Instagram and Patreon at Pillow Talk with Mark and B and Twitter at PT with Mark and B. Yeah. And don't forget, if you like uh, the show that we just uh, did, throw us a dollar on Patreon. Throw us a dollar. Okay. Well, thanks. This was awesome. See you guys later. Thanks for joining us.